I'm Mike Urbans, and welcome to It's Your Water. We're glad you found us. Do you belong to an industry association? Well, we hope you do. They're an important part of making your company more successful. He said, however, I have a hunch that uh, many of you are dedicated podcast fans are not members of a water quality trade association. Well, that's what we're all about. We want want you to be a water quality trade association. We're all about water. So hold on to your earbuds, folks, because we have a very special guest today. And hopefully we'll have everybody convinced that joining is one of the most important business decisions you'll ever make. So without further ado, let me introduce my super special guest, Candace Wentling. Candace's company is Certified Action. She's a master water specialist, and that's what everybody on this podcast listening will become if you do the right thing. She's a EWQA board member and serves on several WQA committees, a dedicated water quality professional we're going to have here. Candace, hi. How are you? Hello. Thanks for having me, Mike. Hey, thanks for joining us. It's a It's a real treat that you could take the time for us today, and I really, really appreciate it. So tell us about your company, and how did you get started in the water quality industry? Yeah, sure. So currently, my company is Certified Action. It's really a consulting organization. I primarily do a lot with sales training workshops. I deal a lot with leaders and their employees on developing processes and ways implement those processes in a way that you can review them and support them and ultimately hold people accountable to reach those goals. I also do a lot with leadership. A lot of times leaders have good intentions, but they don't necessarily know how to implement something or how to keep it going. I started actually in the water quality industry with In the field, I I worked for a leader in water treatment. I was hired in as a new manager to kind of run a sales team. However, there wasn't a sales team. So, So I was selling and hiring and training as I went along. So I did that for several years, working out in the field, selling, and then building a team. And as I built that team, I kind of pulled myself more and more out of the field and then took on more of that managerial role, which led into more of like regional training and things of that nature because I had a lot of success with my team. And so the company really wanted to to capitalize on that. And since that was kind of my start in the industry, that also exposed me to the WQA or the Water Quality Association more or less, more for the certification standpoint, uh, the company really took it seriously that key members in the organization were certified, obviously credibility and all of that. So that's really what exposed me to the industry. And ultimately, and then this is how I'll pull it all together, mm-hmm. ultimately being years in that kind of role, I really got to know other businesses outside of the one that I worked for. And what I found was there was so many small businesses that didn't have the support of the corporation I was involved in. While the corporation would provide training and that type of support, I really started to learn how a lot of the other companies were small business-owned ones that 
you know, didn't have a lot of that support. So I've always been called to want to kind of have my own company. And that's really what prompted me to kind of get out on my own and and kind of offer those sales manager for hire type things where I could maybe offer my services to uh, smaller members, but also larger ones that were looking for that support. All that to say, that's kind of how we got to where we are from like a bird's eye view. Cool. I hear that a lot. It's a big frustration when you're you're real busy, but you want to become more busy and you have a team and you want to train them and small business frustration on top of everything that we deal with. It's so important to have someone like you out there to help get people the assistance they need. Plus, it's just an important service that you do there and I, we, we do appreciate it. So, you mentioned you go back and you're a, ma- uh, a water uh, master water specialist, and that ties into the national WQA certification. It's not something it's easy to come by, and a pretty good accomplishment for you. And and that's all part of what we're where we're going with this podcast. Is it may sound like an infomercial for the WQA and which is the Water Quality Association or the National Groundwater Association for all the uh, well drillers and groundwater people. And close to Candace's in my heart is the Eastern Water Quality Association. So there's all these regional water quality associations that if you don't want to go to the national, which you really should because it is a good experience, you have these local Water Quality Associations, and uh, I'm on the board. Uh, full disclosure, Candace is on the board, so we're going to sell the EWQA uh, <laughs> a little bit more. But it's benefited us hugely. And Candace, being on the board of the EWQA, you made the commitment to do that. And we're always looking for board members, by the way, wink, wink. And uh, we have a really good one now. What made you decide to join the EWQA and why the WQA and what what benefit do you see and we can sell our podcast listeners that why they should become members? Well, I think I have to look at it from two different perspectives and I think the listeners should as well. I think there's a give and take relationship, right? There should be something that I'm giving to the organization and there's also something that I should be getting from the organization. So in the beginning, when I was more seeking those certifications, because I it was important to me that I was the guy or the woman, I guess I would say, it was important to me that I had some street cred. And especially if I'm leading people, I really wanted to show them kind of putting my best foot forward and representing them. And I also think it's important to stay ahead of different changes in the industry. So anyway, that's a little bit more of the take end of it is what it can give me. And that really doesn't even include the resources, uh, the support, the training, the representation, the advocacy. There's so many levels that any trade association is going to benefit you. But I really truly don't think that the issue is with benefits. And I, if there is, you know, I would encourage you to talk to myself or or Mike here. I don't think that's really the core issue. I personally think for some reason, I pe- think people think of it more as like more of a give. I pay my dues. I can put the sticker on my window of my business. And that's really all that they see mm-hmm. is more the give part. 
And what I would encourage anyone listening is a couple of things. One, if if you consider yourself a professional in the industry, whether you were raised in it or you know you started your own business, but if you have something to do with water treatment or water quality, I do think there's a certain level of responsibility in being involved in the association that represents your industry. So I don't really see that as either a give or a take. I just think if you consider yourself a professional, that you should have that correlation and be a part of the broader network. I think people that do that know and and kind of admit to the fact that they may not know everything, right? And when we're part of those associations, we can be exposed to other parts of the industry that we may not be dealing with on your own or in your own business or where things are going in terms of advocacy or legal, you know, what's happening on Capitol Hill or anything like that or what other dealers might be doing. I just think it's important to understand your industry as a whole. So, you know, that would be the first comment that I'll make. And then what you'll find is just like my story is what you find is, as you start to begin to commit yourself to that and you realize, wow, I've really gotten a lot from this. I want to give back. And that really what prompted me to get involved in the board, but also to be on committees and task force. I also do some training and speaking Uh, not only for the national WQA, but also the smaller regionals. And that might be a good time to maybe discuss the difference between those two is you think of any trade association, you've kind of got the mother of it all, the all-encompassing organization. And then you have these smaller individual ones across the country that are more representative to local issues that you can become more intimate with or really work together in terms of networking and support and things of that nature. So I do think while they are under that same umbrella, they're so very different and the benefits that you receive are very, very different. And I've been a part of all of those. So again, I do think it's your responsibility in terms of professionalism to be involved. You know, I don't know doctors that aren't involved in and their yeah. associations, or I see this as the exact same thing. I mean, and we're we're playing with people's water. And what we've found over the years is there's some attrition with the big manufacturers out there. They perform their own classrooms. They have their own specified water treatment uh, training. So you go to the OEM for their training. But what you miss there is the networking part of it. I mean, you're going to talk to a Connecticut guy. You're going to talk to a Culligan guy. You're going to talk to a clack valve guy. You're going to talk to a, you know, fleck valve guy. And now we have the canature stuff. I have to, I have to tell everybody, you know, everybody's out there. They get mad at me if I don't give everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, but you can compare notes with everybody uh, and network at these. And that's that's where I'll go with my benefit was I started out just as a young guy in 1988. If you can imagine, there was a water treatment industry back then. <laughs> but in 1988, I started with a pencil and a desk and a hunger for learning. And I joined both the EWQA and the WQA. And I still find the same level of friendliness, the same level of uh, people wanting to share their knowledge. And we're all competitors, but it really, we really didn't feel that way in that room. We all kind of foster everybody's um, 
interest. And so that was the huge part of me from 1988 and all the way till now. When you said about the taking, it is so, you're so true. You know, you evolve. And, you know, of course, I was on the WQA board. They still don't want to kick me off the EWQA board. They probably talk behind my back, but I've been there probably 30 years. But I hold just a, you know, position there because of, I just like to be the historian now. But <laughs> I get to meet people like Candace, like uh, the presidents of Culligan and the president of, of Connecticut. You never get to meet these people if, if you didn't join these associations. And, and they're human beings just like us. And um, so it, that's what really was the, the driving force to me was to get in there. And uh, if you don't want to talk to people, you can learn, you know, you can. But you find new ideas and how the industry's doing to this day. I still go to every WQA. I only missed two since 1988, two conventions. And EWQA, I've probably been to every one. So that's real important for me. And that's really why we join. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's I heard you say, I don't miss a WQA. I'm there every year. I see that, I would say, 90% across the board. Once somebody comes once and gets involved, they keep coming. There is value in that. And I think if you go in with that expectation of that give and take I talked about, and I also think I want to also support what you said about these competitors. I've heard some people say, you know, why would I want to go talk business with competitors? I don't want them to know what I'm doing and vice versa. This industry is so cool in the fact of you can walk into a regional or national WQA and that is not how it is at all. They welcome you right in. They include you and stuff. It's not a competitive environment at all because going back, if you give to something, you're going to receive. And we're all in this together. We ultimately have a very similar passion in wanting to make the world a better place or to help people resolve water quality issues. So, and I think we can all respect each other in that same way and still do business at the same time. Right. And one of my catchphrases here is we are in the golden age, I feel, of water treatment. The awareness level, the national awareness level of the Water Quality Association has is growing exponentially. And we owe it to ourselves to become true professionals. And how do you do that? The training. So we don't fall down and ABC News come into our door, knocking on our door and saying, did you, you did something wrong here. And social media keeping us all in check. And what I'm getting at is become the professional and join these associations and you'll see other professionals. But in the world of water, said the, the, the awareness is hyper right now. And you got to learn even though people like me teach you on this podcast we're saying hey you know get to the association and be in person but emerging contaminants the pfos pfoa uh they're, they're just i think these things have always been under the ground but they're testing for them now and here it comes you you got to learn this stuff you got to learn these technologies and where do you go your regional or the national wqa and there's no no better place to learn, and you can actually meet someone like me or Candace. We'll actually shake your hand <laughs> yes, uh, and, and give you the time of day. So 
I just want to hammer in what you said because we can sit and talk all day about the benefits and hey, why I think you should join or anything like that. Ultimately, I don't want to have to convince anybody of anything because what you said right there is people are becoming more and more aware of water treatment. Okay. And with awareness comes more criticism and looking for things that are wrong. And when you are tied to an association, if your equipment is certified as it is and your people are certified as it is, I think you have that foundation where you have a leg to stand on should you encounter, you know, any issues or any of that public feedback or or whatever. I do think that you have to have that support of a larger entity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh yeah, and what better time to join too? I always timestamp this because our whole world has um, been rocked with this COVID thing, and uh, I think people are uh, itching <laughs> to get out and yeah, and be in person again. Uh, Eastern Water Quality is going to have a, a you know their first trade show in September, WQA in uh, July. It's time to really join these associations. It's uh, WQA.org, I believe, and uh, EWQA.org. And there's PWQA, there's Texas Water Quality, there's Florida Water Quality Association. There's no excuses, what I'm saying. It's uh, because you can join a local one and join the national one, uh, too. Yeah, and they're not expensive at all. Plus, Mm-mm. you'll get to meet us, right, Mike? Yeah, I mean that's you know they they should charge extra, but we'll we'll let we'll I let mean. that slide. I mean, <laughs> come on, but uh, I mean I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, yeah. So I mean, really, I pretty much I don't want to talk everybody's ear off here, but I think I think we hopefully we drove it home to you that uh, there are extreme benefits to becoming a uh, a member of a water quality association or the groundwater association uh, out there that that uh, you can learn, grow, get certified, act professional, be a professional, meet people like us, and make your business uh, a higher profile business. So you have, uh, Candice, you have anything else you want to just hit these fans here and say? Oh, what can I say to drive this home? Make them run to the computer and sign up now. Well, to be quite frank with you, There's a reason that I have become so involved with WQA and EWQA is because I really have my business to thank for it. Mm -hmm. You know, the business that I do was solely driven through exposure to WQA and the support of WQA, how they embraced me. I remember asking for the first time if if I could speak because I had a lot I wanted to talk about and I wanted to speak at convention and they invited me to come just on trust. Mm -hmm. And uh, have asked me back every year since. And I give back because I truly have my dreams come true just from being a part of it. So, yep, that's cool. It's a, I mean, that's why we're here and that's why I'm here uh, telling you that, uh, you know, it's, it's a good thing. And all my, I mean, very, very close uh, friends, relationships that really have been built from this industry. And, you know, the people I've met are amazing business people and it's all the help you need is from the EWQA, WQA, PWQA, TWQA and all these regional guys. So hopefully we've convinced you and we didn't put anybody to sleep. We'll have all the WQA, EWQA links posted to our show notes. And thank you, Candace, for giving us this, uh, this time. And, uh, I really, really appreciate it. You know, we'll, uh, we'll, you could say, 
see you later. And um, thanks for listening and trust the frog. Thank you, everybody. Yes. We'll see you at convention. See, yeah. Yeah, there you go. See you at convention. <laughs> <laughs>